Hi guys, there's quite a lot of admin in this week's episode, so we're just putting this one in early doors. Um, Dan and I are off to Belfast to chat. Oh God, it's quite a lot, isn't it? I, I don't know what to say, to be honest, but if you live in Northern Ireland, we would love to speak to you um, regarding all sorts of issues like the lack of gay marriage equality and also conversion therapy if you've been through that or you know someone that has or you've been approached about it please get in touch with us right now you can email us at gaynongay.com and we'll tell you more about this project soon plus of course you will remain anonymous thank you a gay and a non-gay is a podcast from james barr and dan hudson they're like a lovely little couple except they're not what is that i accidentally played that what is it it's a song which one well, you won't know it, will you? So. Oh, don't be so... Do you know what? You're in such a horrible mood today. No, I'm not, but there's no you point. You literally are. Like, you you always a... do that. You'll be like, oh, what band are you going to go and see or something? And I'll say, oh, an ex band. You'll be like, I haven't heard of them. I'm like, yeah, I know you haven't. Anyway, welcome welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Could be a long one. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. Hi, welcome to the podcast. It's again non-gay. I'm non-gay. I'm Dan Hudson. He's gay. He's James Barr. And we're recording today's episode for Digital Pride. Yeah, the idea is that you can take part in Pride whoever and wherever you are in the world. And this year, Digital Pride is tackling loneliness and isolation. And you can find out more by checking out gaystarnews.com. Right, if you love again and non-gay, I'm going to hit you with some quick admin don't forget you can subscribe and leave us a review in apple podcasts it really helps other people find our journey you can also tweet or instagram at gay non gay we also have merch go to gaynongay.com slash shop yes and also we're doing a massive gig at oh london's south bank uh, <laughs> uh, on june the 8th tickets are 14 pounds and it's at 5 p.m so you can do stuff after or you can do stuff before cool but we will see you there 5 p.m yeah. june the 8th south bank i can't believe i forgot that bit gaynongay.com slash live have we stopped promoting our bbc radio one's life hacks oh no we can do that too yeah there's a, <laughs> an amazing life hacks collaboration with bbc radio one uh, available for you to listen to right now there's some really big deep dives into issues affecting LGBTQ plus people, including mental health, consent in LGBT spaces, and more. Yes, check it out now on BBC Sounds. Okay, so <laughs> my mum said something really upsetting to me recently, but it involves a lot of backstory. Right. So I'm going to hit you with it, and it's intense, and you can ask follow up questions if you want to. And I'm sorry if this is concerning or a lot for people to listen to. I watched a very well-known documentary about child abuse. Okay. And following that, I said to my therapist, does it count as abuse if the other person was only one year older than you? And obviously my therapist said, yes, it does. Does what count as abuse? What happened to me? I don't know what that is. Well, I haven't told you. Okay, so when I was younger... Well, no, don't just go and carry on. So I kind of, I'm working through that right now. I'm working through the effect that that situation has had on me as an adult. And it was by another boy who was only one year older than me. So I always kind of just assumed it was a joint decision. But seeing that documentary uh, made me question... It made me question whether or not what I told myself in that it was my decision too was actually true or not. And so has sent me into a pretty dark place that I'm trying to get out the other side of and I'm dealing with it, etc. Um, basically, when I was a kid, I was like 11, a 12-year-old boy abused me. Okay. And I dealt with it in my head as being, oh, it was just us two playing around. Like, I wanted it. But in reality, 
After watching that documentary, I realized, actually, no, that's not true. I've just lied to myself. So I'm dealing with all of that and the effect that that has had on me as an adult. And I think there is a lot of things to explore, but I don't know if I really want to do that here. Anyway, my mom said to me after I kind of told her about it, and the, and actually, to be honest, it's it's pushed me away from my mom slightly because I feel annoyed that she didn't pick up on signs when I was like 11, 12, 13, that I think my mom should have picked up on. Such as? Well, such as me saying I didn't want to go and stay at that boy's house. Yeah. And then rather than saying, he's your best friend. And making me go there, <laughs> that's not right. But how are they, how could they have known? I mean, that without context in isolation doesn't that feels like a bit of a leap of a bit of a stretch to expect your mum to pick up on that. Well, I know, but if you consider the fact that there was also a divorce going on between my parents during this time, and my dad had a new family, like there was a lot of isolation that I was experiencing, and so it's interesting. I know it's not factually correct to blame a parent for that, but that doesn't stop it being. It doesn't stop me feeling alone. Anyway, so I told her about this and she said, do you think that's why you're gay? When? Just like this now? Yeah, like this was like a week ago. I told her about this situation and she said, do you think that's why you're gay? And obviously I was like, what? And she's since apologized and said like, no, of course, that is a stupid question. Um, I think she was just trying to come to terms with what effect that's had on me as an adult. But it's really upset me. What has the fact that she said? Yeah, the fact that even though my mom is, you know, defends me for being gay and, and is an advocate of equality and and is a pretty powerful mom, even then she would say that stupid comment <laughs> and then apologize and go, yeah, of course, sorry, that's mis- that's a mistake. But it's just a, a reminder of how society is constantly trying to understand what gay people are. And although accepting of it still doesn't really accept it. I don't know, like, I don't want my parents to just clutch at a straw and go, oh, that's why you're gay. Like, no, I'm gay because you, you gave birth to me and I happen to be <laughs> gay. It's so frustrating that we're constantly being made to feel or explain ourselves. What did you say when she said, is that why you're gay? I was sympathetic to her absurd question. <laughs> I, was, I guess I was sympathetic. I was like, no, of course not. And it, it is a silly question because it's absolutely not why I'm gay. And actually, even just on a basic level, the boys in the documentary haven't ended up being gay because they slept with him when they were like seven, which is obviously so much more awful. I don't know whether they are gay or not. I didn't really. They're not. And having children, I think, I mean, it's different for each of them, but having children in this documentary, one of them mentions like having children is what made them realise how wrong this was because they saw a child and wanted to protect them. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to be, I'm not like, I don't want to be... I don't want to stand here and talk about it, really. I just... I'm dealing with so much, Dan. And another thing I haven't talked about here is having a boyfriend and how difficult that is. Gay relationships are so hard. I put so much importance on sex. And is that normal? I've got no idea what people do in 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 their sex lives, really. That's obviously a theme in gay relationships, isn't it? That sex is like a huge, huge thing. And then there seems to be quite a high turnover of they seem to move on quite quickly from one to the next and presumably that's that seems to be around the point in which people seem to stop having so much sex with each other it seems to then move on to the the next one but i mean it's just stuff that i've read in the velvet rage really but that's true isn't it people always say oh been with my boyfriend for three months that's a long time in the gay world or whatever yeah um 
I don't know. I don't know what to say, really. I'm essentially a virgin, as far like compared to you, and that's not an insult. No, I don't, I'm not. I don't really have an opinion on sex because I never have it. Yeah, but isn't it interesting that you're okay with that? I don't have another option, do I? I had to break up with a guy once because we weren't having anal sex, and right. I felt like without that, we weren't having we weren't having sex. It wasn't like a, we weren't connected, and, right. and that's not the only reason we broke up. But I basically in my head was like, I can't be with someone I can't be inside of. Right. Um, there is a huge importance on sex in gay relationships, I think. But you're still a person and you still know from other friends in the straight world, like, what their relationships are like, surely. No. You chat in the pub, don't you, about your mates? Not really. Not how much sex do you have with your missus. I'm sure that cliche exists, but it's not really a, a comfortable like co- topic of conversation because it involves somebody else. I'm friends with all of my mates' girlfriends anyway, some of them better than the male in that relationship if that makes sense but that's not really the question i'm asking i'm not asking you like how much sex do you have i'm asking you is it normal that i feel so connected to sex and the importance of it that without it i am struggling i don't know what normal is so i don't know there isn't really a normal is there But, but like i guess it's not normal if you think it's not normal I don't know. I'm just really struggling right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like on antidepressants and they're holding me up, I guess. But I don't, they're not really curing me. And I think there's, I have quite a lot of work to do. And my boyfriend is telling me like, you know, he, he doesn't go down the rabbit hole. He doesn't overthink things. I shouldn't do that either. And right. I am wondering whether I'm just overthinking way too much. I have, I find it difficult to even say my boyfriend. Why? I don't know. Is that shame? I just don't know. I feel weird about it. I don't think it's shame because you would happily say, oh, I'm seeing seeing this guy or whatever yeah but saying that word is a, such a heavy pimp that it takes it to a completely different level and i don't know what the rules are of being in a relationship and i'm well i don't think there are any well that's what i'm struggling with because i'm like i'm like oh he didn't text me good night today oh he's not into me anymore or oh he he doesn't want to see me today <laughs> he's not into me now <laughs> and that's terrible like that must be awful to be on the other end of can you imagine that if talia just constantly threw that at you and and he's said it to me that i'm doing it and i know i'm doing it i keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing because i'm completely insecure it's a lack of self-love i guess and i'm the queen of own your truth (laughs) but i don't i'm not owning it shocker james why not owning this truth shock (laughs) hold the front page hang on i've just got the sun on the line i'm trying but it's quite hard to find your truth. So maybe this... Right. So Interesting. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I should, Interesting. Maybe I should try and find Yeah, truth. maybe that's part one. And yeah. then part... Then you, two is owning that's, it. That's the precursor to owning your so truth. So if I... finding your truth. You've tried to own something before you could find it. That's <laughs> okay. where you've been going wrong. A gay and a non-gay. Two unlikely friends take on the world. What do you mean there are no rules of how to be in a relationship? Everyone's different, aren't they? Everyone's relationship is different. And how do you organise that? How do you figure that out? Well, you discuss it, don't you? I guess if you want to do... Um, people don't just get married, for example, no, without, like, without without some kind of discussion about it. I feel like I've been discussing things with my boyfriend for like months. It just keeps on happening. I'm just constantly going, what does this mean? And why did you say that? And how do we do this? And I think it's becoming a bit boring, to be honest. But I think it's mostly because I'm insecure. Right. I guess. And I need a lot. I mean, I don't know if that's true. Maybe I'm gaslighting myself. But I think it's true. By the way, thank you for not being all patronising about me having a boyfriend. 
we're in talking what, about it here. Well, you know, like not playing a fanfare or. I mean, I would normally, but it feels like it feels a bit, a bit down tempo to do that. Do you want, I mean, I could do that if you want. No, it's fine. I've got some effects here. No, because... <laughs> I've got them lined up. No, because. <laughs> Which one do you want? You want a klaxon? I can't. Every time I've ever said that word here, it's ended in disaster. And that might be because I don't want to talk about it because I want to preserve it. And then the minute I start talking about it, I realize that I'm messing it up. And then it falls apart. But I am realizing more and more. And I think I blamed him, but I, I'm realizing it's I'm messing it up. We had a chat. I think I've, I've thought a lot since then about me and my part in everything. And I have said to him, like, I take a lot of responsibility for this. I'm, I'm dealing with a lot. And thanks for bearing with me. But it's um, it's tough. Like, even in normal straight relationships, I bet it's tough. Two people, like, I always thought finding a boyfriend would be great or a partner or whatever, because then you're fixed. You're solved. Yay, you did it. But it's not that. It's the complete opposite of that. What's actually happened is you are now carrying around someone else's stuff as well as your own. So you're not just worrying about you. You're also worrying about them. Is that true for you and Talia? Uh, you have to think about what she's doing and how she's feeling, right? Well, to some extent. But that's offset, isn't it, by the fact that your difficulties or whatever you might have are kind of halved because you've got somebody to help you with them. If that makes sense. I guess I feel guilty about putting any of this on anyone's, apart from you, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and the listeners to this podcast. Yeah, okay, I am sorry about that. I definitely use this as therapy, and it helps. <laughs> it's helped a lot. Shall I invoice you? But we've had messages from listeners saying like, oh, no, I don't feel the same as you. I have a great, healthy, happy relationship and um, I'm really good. You know, not all gay people are depressed. A gay and a non-gay. Remember, you can help support a gay and non-gay by heading to our Patreon page at gaynongay.com forward slash donate. There's loads of options on there. One of them for $30 a month is Meltdown Coordinator. So basically, if you're having a meltdown and you want us to help, you can book in um, a FaceTime or a phone call with us and we'll do our best to, uh, to help you out. And that's what one of our LGBTQ plus family members has done. Um, he subscribed to the Meltdown tier on Patreon and uh, we've got him on the line now from LA. Yo, Nick, what's going on? Hello. Tell us what's happening. Okay, so there is a guy that I think I have a crush on and, well, I'm pretty sure I'm getting mixed signals, but I just don't know what to do, to be honest. <laughs> okay. And so, so I met him about seven months ago through work anyways we sort of hit it off and then i wasn't sure if he was gay or if he i thought he was gay but i wasn't really assuming and then he came out to me as bi which is great i love bi people and so what sort of happened was he and i sort of got closer and closer and after he sort of stopped working with us as a contractor he would like start calling me every day checking in on me every day we literally i would say text non-stop and we have been for like the past five months now okay but nothing has happened and i'm not sure if like if i should wait for him to make a move and then there's this other like complicated piece of it where at one point he did mention 
a girl that he was interested in. And then he was telling me about it. And he was sort of telling me this whole story about how he's not sure if he's getting mixed signals. And so I was like, okay, that's interesting. But then he's telling me things that, you know, he sort of does with her, like how he texts her all the time and will call her all the time and all these things. And so and I was like, so you're doing things with me that you sort of, you're telling me you do with this girl that you have a crush on. So I'm sort of in this weird crossroad where at this point, like, I don't care if anything happens. I just want to know if I'm right. <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty positive from what you're saying, Nick. What's stopping you just from texting him and saying, do you want to go for a drink? Well, he and I are now very good friends. And so I sort of don't want to mess that up. Sure. And I also, another piece of the story, I can't drink for about 10 weeks. So I recently had my wisdom teeth removed. And so I was sort of told that I can't, have any alcohol until like the wounds are fully healed so i wouldn't be able to find out for 10 weeks but also just to add a point to the story he was the one who took care of me post operation okay have you said to him like how do you feel about men like have you dated men have you slept with men have you asked him about that yes so he at first he sort of told me a couple of months ago that he was in in terms of a relationship he could only picture himself with a woman and not a man and so at that point i was like oh okay like nothing will really happen but then about two weeks ago he made a comment to me saying oh i can now picture myself in a relationship with a man and i used to not be able to interesting where did that comment come from did you ask him or did he just offer that no he just offered it up and what did you say Um, back i asked him like what sort of led him to that and he said that he had just been you know thinking more and more lately and then jumped onto another topic of conversation and so that was that sort of threw me off because from what he's told me i'm really the only guy he's been hanging out with okay so my head is jumping here but i i hear from bisexual men that i know and have listened to that they often say i can't imagine being in a relationship with a man but i like having sex with men i've heard that a lot so it's interesting that he's saying to you he could now see himself in a relationship with a man out the blue because that could easily be him saying to you by the way the door is open (laughs) the back door the back door dan Yes, the back door. Sorry, sorry. Um, but, or it could just be him going like, it could just be him chatting to his friend. I don't know. Is he on dating apps? No. So this oh, is the ooh. other thing. So he and I have had a sort of extensive conversation about how we hate, we both hate dating apps. And he sort of has said to me that he only likes to establish relationships with people that he's friends with at first. And he, he's constantly said that to me since I've known him. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so excited. Can we come to the wedding? <laughs> yeah, I, all, all of this sounds extremely... It sounds like it's on, Nick. Yeah. Like... The piece of it that's really holding me back is the fact that we're such good friends at the okay, same time. That yeah. I have no time for. That's bollocks. I'm so not bothered about that. that. Is Why? That bad? I guess I think life's too short. And although you're friends, like you'll still be friends. Like, why can't you be friends if, if you've told him that you are attracted to him? I think it's worth just being honest and saying, I've had some feelings for you. Yeah, no, Even if right. you just I throw mean, it away like that, like, oh, you know, it's really funny you said that because I've been having, <laughs> I've been having feelings about you. I'm going to get a drink. See you in a minute. (laughs) It can't can't be that. Surely he can't take that as a complete shock. Surely he must. No, I mean, he can't. For example, like he also calls me on his way into work every morning. Oh my God, Nick. Come on. (laughs) 
I've had friendships where I've done that. Really? Yeah, definitely. Every day? I have in the past. I haven't done that more recently because I've realised how wrong that is when you don't have romantic feelings for someone. Admittedly, I do text my mate Rob all day. And do you have romantic feelings for Rob? No. I do. (laughs) (laughs) See? It's pretty great. But to just give you some hope here as well, Nick, like your main concern is that you'll ruin your friendship and you absolutely shouldn't because, for example... Dan, if I told you I had feelings for you, how would you deal with that? <laughs> you've, you've alluded to that before. I thought it was funny. I have not alluded to that. Oh, he has. I have not. Look, you have. We're, we're, I we're not getting, absolutely haven't. Let's not digress down that road No, again. like I've said... we help Nick. Okay, sorry. All right, fine. But what I was trying to say was, like, would you be so weirded out by it you'd never speak to me again? No, but I'm pretty relaxed, aren't I? We definitely need to know what happens. Oh, my God. Yeah. I will keep you both updated. Can we definitely speak to you again to find out what happens? When are you going to do it? Yeah. I might be seeing him again this week. I mean, it's something that I'll have to do in person. Yeah, I agree. And so I'll probably be seeing him again this week. We could put it out there and then instead of meeting him, you could just send him a link. I don't know if that's a good idea. Normally, that's normally how my relationships end <laughs> rather than start. I'm actually going to Europe in about three weeks. So maybe I'll tell him a little bit before I go to Europe. So you can run away I'm, afterwards? Probably, yeah. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I relate to that. That's such a good plan. To be fair, it is actually a good plan because really it, if, plan. If, if it goes completely tits up, you're out of there and you, you're in Europe and you. you Different time zones. Where are you going? We're actually going to London. Oh, wow. Um, well, we're having a drink in London, definitely. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. For sure. And he'll be so busy having fun with us that he'll forget about this other guy if it goes wrong. If it goes well, then we'll have champagne. We'll celebrate, <laughs> exactly. Dan doesn't drink champagne. Yeah, I do. No, I do on, I we do actually on... went for champagne recently. You were so uncomfortable. You asked them if they had any beer. <laughs> it's a ridiculous thing to say. I'll have champagne. We'll have champagne and Dan can have a beer. Okay, I love you, Nick. You're amazing. Thank you guys so much. You're the best. No, you are. You can become a Patreon too and have a meltdown on our podcast. Um, Go to gaynongay.com slash donate and you can become a member of our cute LGBTQ plus family. Thanks to MCC who's joined us this month. If you want to help out your favorite podcast, Again and On Gay, then head to gaynongay.com forward slash donate and click become a patron. Yes, that's gaynongay.com slash donate and hit on become a patron. Thanks so much. We love you. Find us on your socials at gaynongay. Listen at gaynongay.com or just search non-gay at your fave pod app.